Welcome back to the SCF Highway to Hope podcast here on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. I'm your host, Shannon Courier, the Director of Philanthropy and Development with the St. Christopher Truckers Relief Fund. We're jumping right in on this special episode with our organization founders, our executive director, and our current SCF board president. We have everyone together today to celebrate a huge organization milestone. We can't wait to share this announcement and hear how this organization got started and how it's grown over the last 12 years. Joining us now on the Highway to Hope is our St. Christopher Fund Executive Director, Donna Kennedy. Happy to have her join us today and some highly distinguished and respected leaders and voices in the trucking industry. I'll run through the list of who we have. We have Dr. John McGilligot, owner of Occupational Health Systems and Volunteer Medical Director for St. Christopher Fund and Fund co-founder. We have Dave Nemo, president of Radio Nemo and, of course, on-air host of the Radio Nemo show and and co-founder of St. Christopher Fund, and Michael Burns, the managing partner of Radio Nemo, and sometimes on-air fill-in voice, you would recognize that voice, and co-founder of St. Christopher Fund. We also have our board president, our volunteer president, Joyce Brenny, who is the owner of Brenny Transportation, Inc., and Brenny Specialized. So we have a lot of people to hear from today, and I'm excited to have each of you join us. Welcome to the Highway to Hope. Thanks for having us. Well, Donna, Did you say I'm distinguished guests or extinguished guests? <laughs> <laughs> You're not extinguished yet, Dave, so we're staying with distinguished. <laughs> Don't be rushing things now. You still got many more hours of talking and listening to do. Donna, we're going to start with you today. We have a huge announcement here from St. Christopher Fund, and I would love to have you do the honors of making that announcement and sharing this with our listeners and our supporters and Highway to Hope family. All right. Well, I am very honored to be here to announce this milestone. Last week, the St. Christopher Fund surpassed giving $4 million on behalf of drivers and their families. For those that don't know, the St. Christopher Fund is a nationwide nonprofit that helps over-the-road truck drivers and their families when an illness or injury takes them out of work. We pay bills directly, so we know where each donated dollar has gone to help. 51% of that $4 million in assistance has gone to pay for drivers' rent or mortgage. 19% has gone to vehicle payments, 16% to utility payments, and 14% has gone to insurance payments. That assistance has helped over 3,400 drivers and their families. So just a really big milestone, really excited for that $4 million and what an impact it's made. I was looking back at the main reasons that drivers apply for assistance with the St. Christopher Fund, and the majority of drivers are out of work dealing with cancer. That's followed by drivers who are out with broken or fractured bones, heart attacks, strokes, diabetes, coronary artery disease, and now COVID-19 is in our top 10 primary diagnoses. And those are not applications that they've just been out of work for the 10 to 14 days. Those are the cases in which the driver has been hospitalized or died as a result of being infected. So those are sort of our main applications that come in for those reasons. One thing I think is really amazing about the St. Christopher Fund and this 4 million is that while the amount of assistance has fluctuated based on donations, in the last 14 and a half years, we've never had to turn a driver down because we didn't have funds available. I just think that's pretty remarkable. 
One other thing is not part of the 4 million milestone is additional help we've provided through our health and wellness programs. Our smoking cessation program, Raised Without SIGs, has helped more than 160 drivers quit smoking and another 120 cut back by half or more of their usage. We've paid for over a thousand vaccines for flu, shingles, and pneumonia for uninsured drivers. And we've helped drivers get healthier and lose weight through our health challenges and diabetes prevention programs. So we really hope our prevention programs take off to such a degree that we don't have drivers applying for the illnesses that take so many amount of work. I think Shannon, you've always said we're trying to get ourselves out of a job, (laughs) get the drivers healthier. Dr. John knows there are lots of sick drivers out there who really could use our lifestyle change programs to get healthier. Absolutely. That's a huge milestone. And it's such an honor to be a part of an organization that is tangibly supporting drivers and being a safety net for drivers when they need us most. We don't want drivers to lose everything that they have, especially short-term injury or illness. So a lot of our health and wellness programs come from what we see on the applications. We're trying to meet the need of the drivers based on the applications that we see coming in. So that's why it's so important to pay attention to what's going on in the industry and talk with our driver council and see what else we can do to meet drivers where they are and help everybody get back on the road and stay on the road and get healthier. So Dr. John, you've been doing this a very long time. So what kind of things were you seeing in the trucking industry and at your clinics back then when we started, when you came up with this idea, what made you think of this need for this kind of nonprofit? Well, at the time that I was practicing, the truckers that were coming in were very polished, were doing very well. And back then, the physical examination was very extensive. I mean, you had to do everything except push-ups, jumping jacks, all kinds of stuff. So it wasn't what I saw then. It's what I was hearing on the radio one day. And I just happened to tune in to Dave Nemo and listen to them. And then I just sort of got addicted to the program and I listened to it every day. And I started going to the truck stop. And at the truck stop, I would listen to Dave, drink coffee and count trucks out there at the Petro just outside of Knoxville. And I just became very amazed at the difference in size, the difference in agility, the difference in pretty much everything you could see, including smoking. And I kept doing this for quite some time, probably up until I met with Dave and Michael after I'd been listening to them on the radio. And I really thought I was seeing movie stars or something because they come both walking in. I thought I was in California or something with the big boys. So we got to be friends and I started doing some radio shows. And then I really started talking to truckers when I do my Sunday coffee drinking at the truck stop. And then I started visiting truck stops. You could just observe things that they were heavy smokers. They were coughing their guts out, just things like that. And I thought to myself, these guys need some kind of help because they were just obviously just sitting in a truck stop. I could tell that they were not doing well. And then there were some of them that were coming in and they looked like John Wayne Jr. They had their cowboy boots on, their Levi's, they were slim trim, and but they were still smoking cigarettes and getting in their truck. I finally talked to Dave and them, and then we got doing a program. We just sort of kept seeing things get more transparent, doing some radio shows. And I actually brought in some people from South College and some other people. As a matter of fact, over time, I ended up bringing in people from Duke University to talk and stuff. But the big thing that I learned from them was had truckers start calling me and asking for help. We didn't have the ability to do it. And then 
somehow one day we were talking about creating a 501c3 fund. I do remember that. I remember being in the airport one day and Michael Burns and I were talking. I was waiting to catch a plane. And he says, what are we going to call this thing? And I said, well, let me think about it and I'll call you back. So I called him back and I said, who's the saint of travelers? And he said, I don't know, but I'll call you right back. And he called me back and he said, it's St. Christopher. I said, well, golly, I didn't know that because me being a good Catholic boy, I should have known St. Christopher like truck drivers, but I didn't. Anyway, we decided to look into getting something started. And I let Michael and Dave sort of reminisce a little bit about that, but we tried funding it ourselves and that didn't work out. And then we luckily had Jim Johnson at one of the big outfits that you all know. And he said, don't worry about it. I'll send you a check. But it was just something that just sort of kept growing and growing. And then when we saw what was coming in at St. Christopher, eventually, we knew one thing is that we needed a lot of support. And that's when Donna had been on board a while. I remember it was so bad she was going to move her office in with my office. But anyway, we finally got things going and it all came together. But it wasn't like me and Michael and Dave were sitting there running it. The first thing I did was hire a lawyer, and he donated his services. A gentleman named Wayne Klein in Knoxville, and he put together the 501c3. But once we had that, I really remember Michael was the first president. I was the medical director, and they kind of let me out and see what's going on with the people. We ran into some really sick truckers. And I guess the thing that I noticed the most was that they just up and disappear. All of a sudden, they were there, and the next thing you know, they were gone. So I started looking into it because we did have some information on them, and most of them had just died, but it was never reported out to us in any sort of fashion. So the St. Christopher Fund, when it started getting put together, and thanks to Donna, because it got more organized, <laughs> I hate to see what it had been if me and Michael and Dave had run it. All I know is that Dave has always supported it. Tim came on board, and he and I have been doing shows nonstop. I don't think I've ever missed a show unless my phone was sitting on my chest and the ringer was off. But we've had some really interesting patients that we picked up through the St. Christopher via hearing about us on the radio. And we've done things from being a medical director that are just unheard of. It turned out to be a pretty good deal. Dave kept up his end by just talking about us and having us on the radio. And we did radio programs for years. It's worked out pretty good. Claire Marie is the one I miss the most about the whole program. She was just unbelievable. I laughed more when she was on the program. But I've seen some hairy stuff that come down the pike and the St. Christopher Fund has saved them. But I've really enjoyed doing it. I don't know whose idea it was. I don't know if it was Michael's or Dave's or all of us. But we ended up with St. Christopher Fund. And then we've ended up with some pretty good board of directors filling in the things. Some people have come and gone, but it's worked out. I've been very proud of it. As you should be very proud, all of you should. We all have probably one or two of those patients or applicants along the way that have stood out to us. So I'm sure you all heard a lot being on the radio. Dave and Michael, you guys were on the radio for years before this organization ever came to be. And I'm sure that had a lot to do with you wanting to come together to put an organization together like St. Christopher Fund. Well, yes. Prior to being on the radio, I was out there in a truck and I was on the road for five years. 
I worked for a company that moved sometimes entertainment trailers from place to place. And then the rest of the time, water heaters was in the industry. I met a lot of great people out there on the road. Some had the same kind of idea that I had. What bothered me the whole time was, though, that most of these guys were not going to make it to their own retirement date. I saw people that you would look at and think, well, that's a healthy guy and dying of heart failure. As Dr. John said, there was a lot of smoking going on, still is, but we're making a dent in that. And it was just a matter of, can we get somebody in here to help? I took the call from Dr. John McGilligan. I didn't know him from Adam. Upon meeting him was like, oh my gosh, this is a guy who just grabs hold of things and gets it done. We were talking about setting up a 501c3. He invited me out to Knoxville the next week, I believe it was, for a boat ride and said, yeah, it's all done. It's all in place. And this is how it got done. And we haven't named it yet. It happened very, very quickly at the beginning, pretty much because John was there and the opportunity to not only help drivers with finances, but even more importantly, to have somebody in their corner to help renegotiate hospital procedure prices. That was the biggest boon. That was the thing that really, I thought Dr. McGilligan was exactly the right person to be there. They did put me in as the first president. It <laughs> took about 12 minutes into the first meeting to realize that I was the least gifted at Rogers Rules of Order. And about a year later, I had a long conversation with Dave and I said, Dave, we've got to step away from this. This has to be adopted by the trucking industry. It can't be a Nemo thing. It can't be a Michael Burns thing. It's got to be adopted by the industry for it to become what we really want it to become. That was a hard step away for us. It was difficult, but that's exactly what happened is it became adopted by the rest of the industry. And we didn't want there to be a partisan divide between listeners or radio personalities or anybody, but have everybody in the industry adopt it. And I think that's been very successful. I think the industry has adopted and supported this organization to get us to this $4 million milestone announcement today. So Dave, chime in on the story here. What made you see that this was a need for drivers in the industry? I know you talk to drivers day in and day out, so I'm sure you heard all kinds of stories on and off the air. Well, Shannon, and listening to John and Michael, I'm relating to what they're saying, and I'm kind of placing my own observations along these timelines that the guys have kind of set up. In a sense, there's kind of two timelines I'd like to kind of jump in on. Number one is the short-term timeline in terms of the recognition and the visibility of drivers. COVID has skewed so many things. COVID basically brought truck drivers into the headlines, into the spotlight. That we did this ourselves at a rest area along I-10 in Mississippi. We had hamburgers one day and groups around were basically helping to support drivers in a community effort. Truck drivers pretty much for the first time in a positive way basically got into the public's eyesight. But that notwithstanding, the trucks have always been very visible out on the road. But the person behind the wheel, in my estimation, has always been an invisible person. You never see truck drivers out of the truck. I'm talking about the general public. You never see these folks outside of the truck. If you go to a truck stop, as John pointed out, John, you know that there's two entrances to the truck stop. You got your front door and your back door. And the front door is for the travelers, the four-wheelers coming in. 
The back door is where the truck drivers come in, and it's almost two worlds even within that same piece of real estate. So my own recollections of truck drivers when I was a young boy, little boy in the 50s, and then on into the 60s as I became a teenager, was that truck drivers are rough and tumble guys out there. They're wiry. They're strong, kind of skinny in a lot of ways. I came to realize later on, well, there was a reason for that. And the reason for that is these trucks beat them to death about every mile. They had what you call Armstrong series, and they didn't have a lot to eat. So it kind of forced you into a skinnier world, a more wiry kind of world physically. But as I started meeting truck drivers for the first time on a one-on-one -on -one basis, when Charlie Douglas, who invented trucking radio back in 1971, he left the road gang, as it was called in those days on AM radio, he left and I kind of took over. So I started visiting truck stops and I started going to the truck shows and I started meeting folks in person. I'm thinking, wait a minute, these guys aren't the same guys I remember seeing when I was a kid. And I was doing the arm pump kind of thing. What happened? Well, when you take a look at the roads got smoother and the trucks got more and more like luxury vehicles. Today, if you blindfolded a person, sat them inside of a class eight tractor and took the blindfold off, they'd look around and say, wow, this is a big Cadillac. Man, this thing is big. But it has the same luxurious appointments and the ride and everything is so much easier now physically. And then the food became much more available and the buffets where you would go in and continue to pile on food. So all of that kind of put together kind of made me think that we need to reverse this direction if we can. I didn't know what to do. And talking to Michael and John, well, here we are today celebrating $4 million, which I think John and Michael are surprised as I am having this conversation today, but it's a magnificent achievement. And I don't credit myself with any of it at all. I don't even credit Michael and John with that much credit. I credit you guys, Donna Kennedy, Shannon Courier, all the folks who have made this work in the sense that Michael knew that we couldn't really make this work. We had to turn it over to folks who had the core competencies to make this thing a real thing. I know there's an old adage about, in fact, you told me this one, Michael, in Nashville, there's an old saying that it takes eight years to be an overnight success. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but here we are. And it is so gratifying to see. And nobody wants to talk about this, but there was a lot of pushback on this idea because there was a lot of suspicion. I remember Charlie Douglas told me once, I came from a real blue collar background myself. I worked out on the barges on the Mississippi River. That's the kind of life. There's a great affinity between the river and the road and the people. So I kind of can relate to drivers in that regard. John and I are both military veterans. We came out of the Army at about the same time in the early 70s. And a lot of the guys coming out of service were ready to go out on the road. And they kind of got into this groove, so to speak, of, well, the trucking lifestyle is what it is. And there ain't nothing we can do about it. So we're just going to go with the flow and let our health kind of stay on the side of the road. John, I don't know if I've made any sense to you here, but I'm, I think I'm kind of almost paraphrasing some of the things you said. Yeah, you're doing a great job. That's why I like hanging out with you. <laughs> well, I confuse myself most of the time, so thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been blessed by being affiliated with you guys. It's taking me to the moon and back, so I can't really 
complain. I've got people calling me all the time now to help them out with programs and doing a lot of stuff for women in trucking. It's just amazing that people will call and ask me what I think about something and it's come so far since we started this. So Michael, looking back on St. Christopher Fund, I mean, is this what you envisioned for the fund when you and John got together and put this idea in motion? Is this what you thought it would be? It is for the most part. I would have to say that it has reached the goals and surpassed them. I agree with Dave a lot. We can't take any credit for the success of this. It's been the people who do the work today today. But the only other thing that I will say is I gave Dave some really good advice on the beginning of this. When it comes to medical programs and charities, we do really good radio, Dave. That is our core competency. We've flirted with other kinds of adventures and so forth. And honestly, we do really good radio. There's a lot to that. And we do that because of him, because of his gifts. The idea of stepping away from this and letting the industry adopt it, I think was the secret. Plus having some great people that were there day after day after day, answering the phones, filling out the paperwork, getting the emails out to people. They're the ones who really deserve the credit. What makes an organization strong is putting the right people in the right positions. But somebody had to have the original idea of the organization and seeing the need in this industry. And so thank you all for being aware of what was needed in the industry and really paying attention to the drivers that you saw day in and day out and listening to what their pain points were and their concerns were. John, how does it make you feel and what do you think about how this organization has evolved over the past 15 years? I like it. I've received a whole bunch of accolades from universities and now I'm getting one from the city of Knoxville, believe it or not. Donna got me put on a poster board at the last truck show I went to. I was surprised at that. Everybody that showed up to see the board, I enjoy it. I mean, Dave asked me to be on five minutes. I'll get on. If I ever hear Michael on the radio, I call in. But I like being on the radio. Hey, you're one of my three listeners. So <laughs> I think it's always fun when you're on, Michael, because I'm on with Tim twice a month and I don't typically get a heads up that you're going to be on. So when you all call and I get in there and it's your voice, I'm like, oh, it's the radio voice. You've just got that voice. That is for sure. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that, but very honestly, my favorite job is being the man behind the curtains and I must stay there. Well, and that's where you got your right people in your right positions. You're keeping it running behind the scenes and Dave is out there in the front. So that's what makes it all work. So Dave, is this organization what you thought it would be when you got involved? That's a good question because at the time when we first started it out and Michael pointed this out again in terms of this could very well become a juggernaut if we continue to be in charge of it and be the focal point of it because we don't know how to handle medical concerns like John does. and He's only one person. What I'm trying to say here is that no, <laughs> I don't think so because I wasn't sure at the time and we look at things now. It's hard to place yourself back that many years to say, well, what did I really think then as opposed to now? And everything we say now is colored by the histories that we've gone through. And the history of St. Christopher has been an uphill climb, but it has gone uphill, uphill to the point that we're having this special 
celebratory podcast about $4 million, not coming in, but going out, going out. And I remember in the earliest days, Michael and John and I used to kid about, well, we got a dollar ninety-eight. <laughs> what can we do with it? Well, here's a guy that only needs a dollar ninety-seven. But I think to the guy's point, you take a look at the board of directors here for folks who don't know how St. Christopher is set up. It's set up like a nonprofit corporation. So you have a staff of wonderful people. Some of the folks on the staff are with us right now. Then you have the board of directors. Take a look at the board of directors page on the website. Look who these folks are. They are trucking. Joyce Brenny, one of the most gifted and honored people in the industry. And our own Tim Ritter. Uh, John, you're talking about Tim. He's the vice president now. We've got uh, folks from fuel stops. We've got folks coming out of different trucking organizations like Narita Taylor out of Hawaii. Folks who really understand trucking. Eric Harley. You've got folks in the food industry, trucking. So you put this kind of package of people together and you're really covering pretty much all the bases. And now the game can be truly won. Agreed. We have had such great board of directors from day one, and it's just continued to expand in the industry and bring in different people from different parts of the industry. And that's what makes it so important and so valuable. Everybody sees things from their vantage point in the industry, and it helps us grow and it helps us offer new programs and better programs and get new sponsors to come in and get the word out there with our media partners, whether that be on air with you all on air with Eric, media partners in print, digital, all of it comes together. Greg, with this podcast, this was a whole new avenue for us. So what a great day to celebrate that. And you've been talking about such a huge piece of this organization is the medical director because everything does come back to the drivers having a medical issue and that's why they're needing assistance. So John, you've served as the head medical director since day one, of course, of this organization. And you've read the majority of the medical records, all of our applications, the medical records are run through you and now your office to make sure we understand what the applicants need and what they're facing. So what has surprised you about driver health along the way? Well, I think that driver health is improved somewhat, but it's also gotten worse in some aspects because of what's going on right now. Going back to, say, 09 or around that period of time, the health actually improved. The truck stops actually started offering things that helped it because basically our biggest problem was smoking, obesity, and then you add the diseases, follow them, diabetes, all this stuff. We got to talk about that on the radio. And after we get through with the program, believe it or not, we would get a lot of calls. So St. Christopher Funds has got outreach programs now that are doing really well. I think there's more to come. I really do. I don't have a doctor that's going to take my place just yet, but I wish I did. I'm going to try to hang in there. There's been a lot of changes in the industry, for sure. Like you said, Dave, what we see now in this organization, it's hard to go back all these years and say, okay, what were we thinking? Is this organization what we were thinking? Is it better than what we were thinking? Are there things yet still to be done? But I'd like to know from you, Michael, and all three of you, really, what makes you the most proud about helping start this organization? 
Wow, that's a tough one. I don't know if I can quantify that or not. I think that we were in the room together and it was kind of a strange little room with a fireplace. We had a very strange studio at that time in Nashville, which we loved, but we met back in a room and sat there and we didn't know each other. We had no idea of really where it was going to go. All we knew is the drivers needed some help. And here's this guy who seems to really, really care about the drivers and has databases that we've never heard of before and has this kind of go get him attitude and maybe with what we do on the radio and what he does in his medical profession maybe we can put this together and benefit the drivers i don't know what kind of a vision we had beyond that maybe getting some help with pharmaceutical prices maybe getting some help with some of the costs of procedures and so forth i really have to put my proudest moment as being in that room with these other two gentlemen when the light bulb went on well, I can tell you one thing. The thing that I like the best is when you're talking at the airport and I said, what are we going to call this thing? And he said, well, let me call you back. And you called me back and you said, well, here's some ideas. And then I said, well, let me call you back. So I come up with this patron saint, uh, being a good Catholic boy, the patron saint of travelers. And he said, let mm-hmm. me call you back. And you called me back just before I got on the airplane. He said, his name was St. Christopher. <laughs> yep. I remember that more than anything. And then I remember a few lives we've really saved through St. Christopher. And I still talk about them when I go to meetings. And I just presented some medals to a deceased Marine down in Midland, Texas. Even the people coming into that meeting knew us from the St. Christopher Fund. They didn't know me from saving people's lives in the military, that's for sure. We're well known, and that's a big deal. And I'm talking about, I was down in the middle of West Texas when it came up. I've talked to colleges and stuff, and it comes up. So you're well known. It's funny, too, because years later was the first time that I heard the John Berry song, Salvation, and all I could think of was, how did we not know it was St. Christopher? He's on the dashboard. (laughs) (laughs) He's all over my truck now. So, Dave, obviously, we're a 501c3 organization, and we run 100% on donations. Dave, why do you think it's so important for the industry as a whole, all parts of the industry, to support St. Christopher Fund? Well, there's a couple of ways I could answer that, but I think I'll take the strictly business mercenary route here because we can all talk about how wonderful it is to save lives, which the St. Christopher Fund really does, and help people and to elevate the overall health quotient for truck drivers out on the road. And that's all true. Well, let's just take it from a mercenary. We need truck drivers. <laughs> if they're not healthy, they're not going to be able to drive. So to keep the economy going, I don't like to take that tax. But it's true. And I think sometimes we just have to look at it from that point of view. It is good business for the industry. And the reason I say that is, say, well, I don't want to give money to a thing that helps a bunch of truck drivers. What have they ever done for me? Well, wait a minute. Ask that question one more time and then look around the room you're sitting in and look at that plate of food in front of you. That's what they've done for you. So to keep that going, let's keep them going. I think that's one way to look at it. I don't like to look at it that way, but I think it has to be said every once in a while. In terms of the industry itself, in terms of the society and our overall economy, it's good business. Agreed. We depend on every one of these men and women every single day for pretty much everything. 
And that's one of the reasons our health and wellness initiatives have come about too. We want to see healthier drivers. We've got to have drivers out there delivering the goods. We depend on them. The economy depends on them. So we need healthy drivers. Not just for that, that's the business side of it, but we also have a passion for encouraging people and supporting people in their health journey and giving them programs and knowledge to help them in that journey. That's why our health and wellness programs are so important to us as well. So we've heard from everybody that we've had join us today, except for so far, our current board president, Joyce Brenny. So Joyce, I'm going to have you chime in. You've been the SCF board president for 10 years, five of those as vice president, past two and a half years as president. You've had the opportunity to see from the inside out how St. Christopher has grown and changed. And I'd love to know what some of the most exciting things you feel like you've witnessed over the years. Well, first of all, I am somewhat starstruck here being in the company of the founders. So thank you for allowing me to be in such an amazing presence. It's really a great honor for me. St. Christopher Fund. For me, it is something that originally back 10 years ago, I honestly was going to start my own foundation called Trucking Families. And my passion has always been to help drivers. I've been in the trucking industry since 1980, starting in the industry as a driver, like Dr. John had mentioned, just seeing the drivers deal with the health issues that the profession lays upon them. And then I heard about St. Christopher through women in trucking and learned more about and I thought, well, why reinvent the wheel? I already have a trucking company to run. I don't need to be running a nonprofit all by myself. (laughs) So I joined the board of St. Christopher. It's been just an amazing journey of mostly wellness initiative. Anyone that knows me, that's been my passion since the beginning. Let's get these folks well. Let's do something more on the front end of wellness and giving out grants is a wonderful thing, but let's spend more money on prevention. And we truly have done that. So it's been exciting. I guess I feel just honored that so many of my words of advice, just being around truckers for basically my whole life has paid off and we have been helping people and we have been keeping them well, and we've been seeing more wellness, it would be really, really neat to delve into more of the mental health side of things, which we've just started touching on that. Anyone that knows me knows, and I get made fun of for this, I'm a trucker who has a psychology degree, not really heard of in the industry, but a woman in trucking who has a psychology degree. But I have a passion for people, and I sincerely believe that so many of the driver's wellness issues stem from mental health issues, addiction issues, whether it be smoking, eating, so on. Not all, but many. I would have just an amazing, exciting day if we had like a Dr. John, but a doctor of psychiatry that would also join on and help with that component of helping drivers. That would be a vision that I would love to see play out in the next few years. One little small thing, though, Dr. John, my grandma, she would really be mad at you, me growing up a Catholic as well, that you didn't know who St. Christopher was. <laughs> and you guys all know he's been decommissioned, right? I always laugh. A decommissioned saint is the perfect saint for the trucking industry. <laughs> I just had to say right that. You know, I agree with you about the psychological aspects of it, but it's a bigger hill to climb than just stopping somebody's diabetes from getting out of control, believe me. 
Yeah, it is a challenge. I think we deal with it every day in all aspects of trucking. So I think we're doing what we can. But just real quick, I think for me, the board of directors was mentioned. Without these volunteer boards and the companies that allow them the time to spend giving and donating, we really wouldn't have what we have. And since I became the president, we've had about a 40% increase in gross donations. So just getting the word out and getting the trucking industry to what we do, and that's take care of and help truckers. And when you take care of our most valuable resource, the drivers, we take care of our businesses. As you said, Tim Ridley is the vice president, Narita Taylor from Moida, Tom Hines from Coffee Cup, Eric Harley from Red Eye Radio, Patty Delmonico from TA Travel, Kim McDonald from Road Pro, Mark Singleton Southern Recipe, and newest board member is Jeremy Bullock with McLeod Software. So all these people that make money off the trucking industry are going, hey, let's join and help St. Christopher because we want to help these drivers. And that's what we're doing. So it's exciting and so many great things are happening. If I could, going back to the line that we laughed about where Michael taught me in Nashville, it takes eight years to be an overnight success. Joyce, if I could bumper stickerize what you just said in terms of the increased awareness and the increased amount of giving to, again, celebrate $4 million that have been given out to families who are in need due to medical concerns of the driver. We've gone from, hey, that sounds like a good idea to, oh, this is a good idea. You know what I mean? Don't take this wrong way, but St. Christopher now has really become legitimate. I would agree with that. I think people are coming to us now saying, hey, we want you to be a part of what we're doing. You can lend some credibility to what we are doing. That says a lot for the respect that the organization and the team and the board of directors and the founders have in the industry. And I think that's something to be proud of. And the drivers are watching this and the drivers know it. The truck drivers know who cares about truck drivers. It speaks volumes in companies that they choose to have a career with. So it's huge. Fun to see the drivers put a little pressure on some of what everyone has benefited off of their backs for how many years. It's always great to see drivers take us back to their companies and say, hey, this is an organization that I support personally. I think our company as a whole should support this organization as well. So that shows that we've got some trust and we've built some relationship with those drivers that are out there. And that's so vitally important as well. So Joyce, what does the board hope for the future of St. Christopher Fund? Well, as we move ahead again, it really goes back to what I said at the beginning, focusing on more wellness initiatives and doing whatever we can to keep these drivers healthy and become healthier. So we've done that. We've had so many additional programs added over the years. They've been successful and we see more of that happening. You know, just working towards, again, more mental health where someone can call in emergency situations, just a place for these drivers to bring their concerns. Something that I always say, when you get it out of you, it loses power over you. Some of them just need to have someone to talk to, get that out of you and it loses power over you. So more initiatives just with the mental health side of things, which will slowly chug in that direction and help. And we've done some of it already, but more to come. That's right. Lots of areas to grow in and lots of conversations being had on the backside about where to go next and how to make programs like that happen. So that's pretty exciting. Donna, I want to bring you back in as executive director of St. Christopher Fund since inception. What's been the most exciting and rewarding things you've experienced along the way? 
Well, I think for me, just kind of sums up this whole conversation. The, the most exciting thing has just been the growth of the organization. It was just me for a while. And now we have this team of six staff and nine volunteer board members, each with these specialized skills that really shape and move the organization forward. Again, that part of the growth that involved the expansion of our health and wellness programs, I think is just really important to the industry. It's been very cool to see it grow so much and to hit this milestone. It's just really been a joy. I think the most rewarding thing has been the amount of help we've been able to give to thousands of drivers, $4 million to over 3,000 drivers is so big. Each application tells a different story, but the underlying issue is in them all. They're truck drivers. We know they're the backbone of our country and they're hurt or sick and in need of some help. With all they do for us, I just think it's a gift to be able to give something back to them. I agree. I think all of us here feel like it's a privilege and an honor to do what we do and be able to support drivers when they need us and provide programs free of charge to help them be their best selves and be the most successful out there on the road. It's an exciting thing to be a part of, and it's humbling to be a part of it when you get to talk to drivers and hear their stories. They tell us a lot about their personal lives. And so it's a privilege and an honor to get to be a part of it. So Donna, I know you've got hopes about the future of this organization. Tell us what you're hoping to achieve. Well, I would love to be the St. Jude of the trucking world. No, there are millions of drivers that can need our help one day. I want us to be able to have enough donations to support them and enough name recognition that drivers don't even have to think about where they might turn if they become sick or injured or if they want to get healthier. They just know who we are. Everybody knows who we are and what we do for drivers. Truck drivers have very unique lives. And I think that information is really important and has to be accounted for for prevention programs to work for them. So it makes sense to have an industry-specific organization to lead those efforts. And I want St. Christopher Fund to be that organization. I agree 100%. I'm so honored to sit here with you all and spend this time together. I know you all, as we said earlier, this is not the only thing that you do. It's not the thing that takes up most of your time, but your time that you spend supporting St. Christopher Fund, talking about St. Christopher Fund, sharing the information about St. Christopher Fund, giving feedback to us on what we can do better areas we can expand. That's invaluable. And that's what continues to help this organization grow. You all, our board of directors, our driver ambassadors, it's an amazing milestone to look at, hey, we're an overnight success after 12 years. We're an overnight success. But it's an honor to help the drivers that we help. $4 million is an awful lot of money. I always say we are really the facilitators of that money. We could not have helped the drivers we helped. We could not have paid the expenses to support these drivers that we have paid $4 million worth if it weren't for the individuals, the drivers, and the companies in this industry that have donated their money, their hard-earned money for a lot of these people to St. Christopher Fund and trusted in us to facilitate facilitate that money and get it where it needs to go to help the people that it needs to help. So thank you to everybody that has trusted us with your funds, has trusted us with your donations and help spread the word so we can support this industry the way that it needs to be supported. Thank you guys so much. Anybody have any last words you would like to leave anybody with? Great job. I'll say thanks to the founders for giving me the job way back when. (laughs) Yeah, Once again, I'm just proud to be in the room. I really truly am. Thank you all very much. It's a pretty influential and pretty respected room to be a part of. I know I'm humbled to be a part of it myself. So thank you all. Thank you.
We hope you enjoyed this special episode of the Highway to Hope with our founders, our director, and our board president. This announcement wouldn't have been possible without such generous donors and sponsors. If you would like to join the SCF mission, you can make a donation by going to our website at truckersfund.org, or you can email me directly to have a conversation at shannon at truckersfund.org. You can also stay up to date with all things St. Christopher Fund by connecting with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And to all of our highway heroes out there, y'all stay safe, stay healthy, share a smile with somebody, and we'll talk to you next time.